me coming home the reservation that's my personal conflict choosing between the red road versus the western road my great-grandfather has land up in the mountains of Winderock, where my grandma's originally from. It's like, do I go to Winderock and like eventually build my home, learning my language, knowing these traditions, or do I go to Washington and go be a program director for the LGBTQ community with $40,000 a year with benefits? That was two weeks ago, I got that job offered. And I was like, no, I'm good. And you know, majority of people were like, are you crazy? This is like what every millennial is trying to do. And you're turning it down. I love going to sweat lodges every Saturday and talking to the other woman. I love going to ceremonies and staying up night chanting and singing and hearing my native language spoken and having uh, spiritual experiences and having teachings from older generations the elders are like enjoy yourself when you're young indulge in it be fast go run go explore these mountains go do all that you can because one of these days you're going to be you're going to be old and your hands are going to come in together your joints are going to hurt and he's like go indulge it go enjoy it go do all that you can they always told me like you know, if you believe in something to fight for it, go go get up and go do it. You know, you don't need permission. You don't need to tell everybody what you're doing. You don't need to be recognized. You know, that humility, that humbleness. I've always seen that in my grandparents. They've always helped out people, but nobody knew where that help came from. And I've always admired that. So I adopted that into my own doctrine and constitution. And I really treasure those those teachings because... You only get your grandparents once. When you sit, especially as a young person, you're sitting in a way to know that you may have to get up and go do something. Maybe somebody's about to have a baby, or maybe somebody needs some sort of medicine. Maybe a message needs to go up. If you're a young, able person, your back better be straight. You better be sitting in a position where if you have to get up and start running, you better go. So in that way, I was sitting upright and ready to go, and when the opportunity came, I was like, this is what I'm doing. The day before, I was like, so, going to Standing Rock, and they're like, why? And I was like, because. History is being made, and I want to be part of it, knowing that I contributed. I'm here, I'm able, you know, and if I see somebody chopping wood, no problem, I'll go over there, and if you need help with cooking, no problem. As an academic scholar, I've written my own um, academic papers of how social change begins on the reservation and it's happening. I came here to listen for their teachings, for their narratives, their conversations, and um, maybe it will spark a solution. It's fall season. It's time to harvest not only our vegetables and fruit, but uh, Fall is like the Navajo New Year, so right now it's kind of like a New Year's resolution for me. So it's just meeting the network and just listening to each other right now. Right now it's just a lot of listening. When I'm getting a teaching from my grandfather, I get all riled up being a young buck and I want to like start putting my input, but I learn that you have to shut up and be quiet. <laughs> when you're a Westerner, you just want to like have a discussion, have a discussion, have a discussion, and put your ideas, put your ideas. But in the indigenous world, it's good to listen 
and absorb it, chew it, digest it, think about it because your mouth is like the creator of reality. So when you're already putting your ideas and interrupting someone, you're interrupting their hajan, you know, the, the philosophy of to walk in beauty, and you're messing it up. So it's just like let them say what they feel and what they believe and whatever that narrative may be. Let it exist in the universe. And then if you have something to add, then you can stitch it onto that end and send it off. I came home to give back to my community, looking at the potential of like what could happen with the reservation. It's being from a cross-country coach to economics, biology teacher, just kind of jack of all trades in education. And I think that's really my main thing was going to school and coming back and giving the kids the truth of what college is like. Having a professor cross out your paper and call it rubbish and shove it back at you, you know, you're just kind of like, all right, I'll try it again. <laughs> That's why I keep telling my communities, like, don't be afraid to fail. I think you're going to cry, but so what? You know, get up, try it again, fail again. You got to fail a lot to learn how to do everything that you're going to do. You're going to be, um, have a lot of rocks chucked at you in the academic Western world, but you got to learn how to laugh, learn how to be flexible, learn how to be patient learn how to be transformative. And if there's work to be done, don't be told what to do, get up and go do it. So that's just kind of the sense how I've grown up and trying to translate that to the students. And sometimes they, they don't like it, but I'm like, you know, that's the truth. I'm just telling you, you know, you're gonna get it worse when you leave the reservation and it's okay. You, you can come back and, you know, get, go pray and burn some cedar and go back through a ceremony and feel refreshed, rejuvenated, and go back out there. You have to work really hard. You're gonna cry and bleed tears, and, but you're gonna make it. <laughs>